Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the parables that the Lord Jesus Christ used to teach about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Uh, Matthew calls it the kingdom of heaven because his primary uh, audience that he was writing to were believers that had come out of Judaism. So they would have been offended by saying God. They didn't mention the name of God. So he calls it the kingdom of heaven. And we've come up to a set of parables that we see in Matthew 20. Okay, Matthew 20. We've been in Matthew 18. And so when I go from something like Matthew 18, then I see that the next parable is Matthew 20. Immediately in my mind goes, well, what happened in 19? You know? And I think it's probably a pretty good attitude to have when you're reading and studying the Scripture. Remember, context is supreme. We need to know what's going on. So let me just read you the first part of Matthew chapter 20, verse 1. It says this, for the kingdom of heaven is like, I'm going to stop right there for a moment. <laughs> for the kingdom of heaven is like, and that word for, F-O-R, uh, functions like therefore, you know, in light of, well, in light of what? Well, Jesus had been uh, speaking some parables in Matthew 18, and then in Matthew 19, 1, it says this. When Jesus had finished these words, he departed from Galilee and came into the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. And what we see is he begins teaching. Large crowds followed him, it says in verse 2, and he healed them there. <clears throat> and so let me let me just see here. How many verses? This is 30 verses in this. What do you think? Do you think we need to read the whole chapter, or do you just want me to give you a synopsis? Okay, you know, I sort of agree with you. Let's read the whole chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily right now. And I'll tell you what, i got to give you a synopsis of it in 30 seconds of what's going on. But, you know, we, we do that to ourselves detrimentally to try to get to something else. We sort of skip over other things, you know. And I know you can't go back to the book of Genesis with everything, which I have a tendency to want to do anyway. But look what happens because these are important. There's three subject matters, or maybe at least three. Jesus is about to talk about divorce because somebody asked him a question about it. And then Jesus is about to have another encounter where uh, people bring the, the children to him to lay the hands on him, and the disciples get upset about it. And then Jesus has the encounter with the rich young man, okay, the rich young ruler. And at the end of that is when Matthew says, for the kingdom of heaven is like. So I think it's sort of important to see what the, had been setting up that for. So let's look at this account right here. And this would be Matthew chapter 19, verses 1 through 12. When Jesus had finished these words, he departed from Galilee and came into the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. And large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. Some Pharisees came to Jesus, testing him. So who is this? Some Pharisees, some religious rulers. You know, usually uh, when we speak of Pharisees, we paint them in a very negative uh, <laughs> color, right? because of, you know, what the Scripture says about them and things that encounter right there. But uh, they were highly respected. They were brilliant men, okay? They were just caught up in religion. And many, many of the Pharisees got saved after Jesus was resurrected. So they come to him, and you see the motivation of their heart. They're testing Jim. They're testing Jesus. 
So they test him in this way, and they ask the question, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason at all? Well, there's a loaded question for you. Okay, Because they're asking Jesus, is it lawful? Is it according to the law? And they're not talking about the Roman law. They're talking about the law of the Jews. Is it lawful to divorce a wife for any reason at all? Verse 4, And Jesus answered and said, Have you not read... <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop right there. Have you not read? Jesus just gets in the face of these folks who are testing him. Okay, He does not toy around with them. Now, he does it without sin. Okay, You see Jesus throwing things in their face. You see Jesus questioning them. You see Jesus making even snarky comments about things, yet without sin. So what does he say? Have you not read? Well, he knew that they had read the Word of God. They knew the Word of God. But maybe he's talking about them reading something else. Well, let's read the rest of the sentence. Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female and said, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh, verse 6, so that they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. So, you know, you hear these verses here and there in weddings, cer ceremonies, and liturgies, and things like that. But what did Jesus do? He actually did several things here which are highly, highly impactful for the body of Christ today, folks. Jesus is quoting the Scripture. He's quoting out of the Old Testament, particularly Genesis, first two or three chapters of Genesis are the context there. He says, haven't you read that he created from the beginning, there's Genesis, that he made them male and female. Male and female. Now, folks, here is what I love about this. This is one of these verses, one of these passages where you see that that the things that the body of Christ think they're struggling with right now today, they don't need to struggle with because Jesus confirms it. Jesus confirms a beginning, a creation. Jesus confirms a male and female. Jesus is quoting out of Genesis, which tells you that he believed that it was true. Jesus also speaks of Noah and a great flood. He speaks of Jonah. He speaks of Daniel the prophet Daniel. So all these things, which particularly mainstream churches say, well, these were just stories and these really weren't true events. Jesus mentions them. Folks, that should be more than enough to understand that they are real events. So Jesus is saying, haven't you read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? Just male and female people, not like what you see. I, I don't know what the latest number is. Something more than 50 different sexual orientations or combinations thereof. What, what foolishness. I mean, I don't, I don't, words fail me with this kind of stuff. God made male. He made female. What does it say in verse 5? For this reason, for what reason? That he made them male and female. A man shall leave his father, and he's quoting out of Genesis again, leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become 
one flesh. You know, in our societies, for the most part, we always emphasize the fact, and we say, oh, well, the, the woman is leaving to be with a man. The Scripture shows that it's the man that's leaving his father and mother to join his wife, to join his wife. And the two become one flesh. Again, that's a quote out of Genesis. The two become one flesh. So he's, Jesus says they are no longer two, but one flesh. That's Jesus' commentary, okay? <clears throat> Jesus' commentary on what happens when a man and a woman come together and are joined together. They are now one flesh. And then he says this, what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. It is God who brings them together as one flesh in this marvelous, wondrous mystery that is husband and wife. Remember what the question was. Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason? They ask about divorce. Jesus comes along, talks about male, female, man, woman being joined together. He's talking to them about what happens when a marriage takes place. And when a husband and wife come together, and he's saying, you know, God is the one who joins them together. It's not by the power vested in me, according to the Bible in the state of Alabama. It's, it's often said, no, that's not true. No. God does this. And he says, let no man separate it. So he starts off the answer to the question by defining and explaining what a marriage is. Hey, we'll go through the rest of this 19th chapter as we look at parables again, okay? I'm Dale, and I'll see you in the next episode.